What's up, fam? Welcome back to Outwatch, a Survivor rewatch podcast. We are deep in Survivor. Pearl Islands, a magnificent spectacle of television programming. My name's Alex. I am guiding our Outwatch experience, and I'm here with three of my friends experiencing this season of Survivor for the very first time. Um, in this episode, there's lots of stuff that goes down. Before we go through all of it, you're going to have to meet everybody else on this journey with us. In this episode, one amazing thing that does happen is there's some really disgusting footage of a snake eating a large lizard, which probably did some damage to that snake and his digestive system. Which leads me to ask, Jeez. Adam, what is the thing that you've eaten that has damaged your body the most? I, I, I don't remember exactly what it was. They told me it was monkey. I'm pretty sure it wasn't monkey. Oh, um, no. But I was in Nicaragua and uh, I got I got real like it was it was liquid out of every orifice in my body. Oh, God. Ew. It was bad. <laughs> I, I remember poor. I, I remember I remember stopping at a gas station to get a Sprite and there was a guy driving us and uh, I, I'm like sitting in this truck and my dad goes inside to get the Sprite, whatever. And I'm sitting in the truck and all of a sudden I just like open the door and I go to the front where like there's this grass area and I just hurl. Ew. And all of a sudden, behind me is this driver, <laughs> doesn't speak English, just like patting my back. <laughs> so he's like, and I, like, I looked up and I'm like crying, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> That's so sweet. <laughs> so <laughs> That Nicaraguan driver is the real MVP. MVP, yeah. Wherever you are, sir. <laughs> if you're listening. I hope you don't remember me. <laughs> Let's start a social media campaign to reunite Adam with this Nicaraguan. <laughs> uh, Emily, same question. Uh, yeah, so I visited my friends in New York City last fall. And um, the first day I got there, I got there really early in the morning, and I hung out with my friend Victoria. Uh, shout out, Vic, if you're listening. Shout uh, out, Tori. This is a horrible memory that I'd love for you to um, rehash. And we ate a bunch of food because it was exciting and we wanted to go all these different places. So we got an acai bowl from like, cause you know, it's fancy and stuff. And then we got, um, what is it called? It's just called dough, I think, but they just serve, it's like an ice cream shop, but it's just cookie dough. And it's this whole yeah. thing. Like there's a line out the door all the time. Um, so we ate some of that and then we went to a street market and I got some Korean beef that was delicious. And then we went to a restaurant late at night and I had oysters and champagne and I was like, what a day. And the next day I was so effed up. I could not function. <laughs> I was so sick. I had to eat bananas and like applesauce the rest of the trip. And then looking back, I was like, yeah, I could not have chosen a worse combo of foods. And I don't even know which one made me sick because all of them could have made me sick. <laughs> So that was a yeah, fun a real, trip. <laughs> a real cauldron of yeah, gastrointestinal I was really distress there. Yeah, I was really just doing it 100%. It really was a great trip, minus that. But uh, You know, after that, you, could, you might be able to say... Now I know how Jesus felt. Yeah, <laughs> potentially. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no one wants to assume, but... <laughs> Hey, Scott, welcome to Outwatch. Uh, what have you eaten that's destroyed your uh, insides the most? Well, I've drank and eaten many things that have destroyed my insides. Um, the late, the only thing I can think of, it's similar to Emily's story. I took a trip to Chicago. Um, hashtag shy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the money's going to come streaming in. Yep. Um, so I, we got dinner somewhere. I was only there one night. And whatever I ate there, combined with what I consumed afterwards throughout the course of the evening, led me to wake up in the middle of the night, go to the bathroom, and throw up heavily where I passed out, woke up with vomit in my hair. Ew. Oh, <laughs> no. So that takes the cake. For the, oh, no. the worst I've been after food. Was it so, communion wafers? Is that what you're saying you ate after dinner? I don't know what that is. But... 
Actually, yes, I do. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> uh, I think it was like a turkey burger or something. I don't know. It was some random restaurant food. I don't know. But that so was my only first and only trip to Chicago. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> Scott, what were you doing after dinner? Were you maybe... Talk about getting some honey or smoking something, drinking something. <laughs> Uh, what happens in Chi Town? <laughs> no, that's kidding. what they say. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, I would have to answer that question with Taco John's. Oh yeah. I was a young lad, you know, twelve or thirteen, had some Taco John's and threw up within the hour. Oh. <laughs> Immediate rejection of uh, that substance. <laughs> that's horrible. It's bad news. All right, well, uh, before we go deep into this episode, let's take a walk down to, to Tree Mail and remember what actually happened in time Survivor. Out. I'm going to interrupt you real quick. Because every time you say go deep or we're in deep, <laughs> Emily and I look at each other and make some sort of hip thrusting gesture. <laughs> <laughs> This is a family show. <laughs> I know. You have to cut that out. <laughs> oh, no, it's staying in. <laughs> and then we silently laugh. Yeah, we hit the mute button. <laughs> we just laugh. <laughs> do, you, do you listen to Binge Mode? Have you ever listened to Binge Mode? I don't think so. Oh, it's so good. They started by just doing Game of Thrones. Then they did all sorts of pop culture stuff. Now they're doing Harry Potter. Okay. Um, <laughs> It's just like episodic deep breakdowns, gotcha. but they, I kind of take the deep, deep thing from them. That's two people. <laughs> and yeah, one of them's like, today we'll be going deep. And then the other always goes deep <laughs> <laughs> on chapters five through 10 of the Sorcerer's Stone. Or whatever, so. <laughs> That's awesome. They're hilarious. It's a great podcast and they're super funny. <laughs> Also, Shout you say Binge this Mode. is a family podcast, but I thought Survivor was a family show until I watched a snake eat a whole lizard for like five <laughs> minutes. It was so long. <laughs> they did not cut away. No. <laughs> cut away, cut away. That snake no. was so long. Stop, keep going. It would have been so deep in the woods. Stop. Deep. <laughs> that long snake. Deep. Stop, <laughs> I've been drinking gin and tonics. I'm sorry if this episode is a little bit rowdier than normal. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be talking about the snakes uh, plenty in the coming moments in Long this snake. podcast. No. But first, uh, along tribal uh, to tree mail, we start by uh, witnessing Rupert have this deep existential crisis slash spiritual awakening in the oh, middle of the yeah. night I at the beach. I think descent into madness could be added. <laughs> That's fair, too. I like spiritual He's talking awakening. to no one in particular. I know, I know, I hear you, I know. Yeah. Uh, while reasoning with himself. Well, Not a great look for my wife? guy, Rupe. Wasn't he trying I to think? talk to his wife? Is that what I think that was I the think. implication, yeah. Okay, just making sure. Um, spoilers for Survivor Blood versus Water, season 29, I believe. She sucks. Rupert's, Rupert's wife is on the show. She, she sucks. sucks. Really? <laughs> She's first one out. <laughs> She's the worst. She's the worst. <laughs> yeah. Aww. Rupert doesn't do much better that season. How many seasons um, of Survivor is Rupert in? Four. Four? Four. Jeez. This one, Heroes, Villains, All-Stars, oh. and Blood versus Water. Interesting. Uh, each one worse than the next. <laughs> each one worse than the next. <laughs> Poor Rupert. <laughs> Does he win? Does he ever win? No. Nope. Hey, spoilers! Uh, <laughs> spoilers, sorry. So after this deep uh, moment... Rupert has um, John and Bert start to really see the threat that Rupert, Krista, and Sandra hold um, as a really tight three with the the reins on this game, um, and they start their plot to finally break up that three. So John and Burton go to Dara and T and Lil after Rupert and um, 
Krista and Sandra are all out of the camp and they hatch their plan, telling the three of them to vote for Rupert at the coming tribal council. They are all on board. They're thrilled about it. And it looks to be uh, a pretty done deal on their part. We go to the reward challenge, which is a pirate ship obstacle course. Um, inexplicably, Bert and Lil team up and win this one. Uh, but Bert gives his um, reward to John. And so now it's John's turn to go on an awkward date with Lil <laughs> um, on a boat in the middle of the ocean. Um, before that happens, though, uh, Rupert has a Game of Thrones villain-esque monologue while chopping a coconut, talking of rot and death and stink and death. Um, That's a really good only... Rupert impression, by the yeah. way. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. The implications of this so far reaching, we can't even begin to touch the surface of what they mean. <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, Bert and John. The whole point John, of this show is to talk about that implication. <laughs> <laughs> Not in this case. This transcends this podcast. Uh, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Burton and John are continuing their scheming, and Sandra spies on them uh, and seems to catch a glimpse of their scheming. Meanwhile, on the boat, John makes a promise to Lil that he will take her to the final three, that she's locked in to the final three if she sticks with them. Um, this is a fishing-based reward, and they come back to camp bearing no fish. Um, while that was the whole, you know, pull of this reward, you got some pizza and beer and also could catch a lot of fish. They caught no fish. <laughs> Next is our immunity challenge, which is the blow dart uh, game of killer which Burton wins after early on uh, he knocks Rupert out really with a clutch shot, taking him out of the challenge, and then it's Burton's to lose at that point, which he does not. We get back to camp, uh, and Rupert starts to smell that something may be fishy here, and it's not just the lack of fish that were brought back. <laughs> um, but Rupert thinks that Lil is with him uh, after talking with her, she said that there is no plan to get him out, that she's not with John, and Rupert buys that. And Sandra, even after watching John and Burton scheming, doesn't think that a flip's going to happen. He does, She doesn't uh, suspect it. But nonetheless, uh, they did not sniff this out, and Rupert, our king of Pearl Islands, gets voted out here. Five to two to one. Mm. We have to say goodbye to the star of our show, Rupert, uh, and live in now a post-Rupert world here on Survivor Pearl Islands. And this is truly the darkest timeline. <laughs> we're in a post-Rupert, post-9-11 post world right now. <laughs> <laughs> and you can only speculate which was worse. I'm sorry. <laughs> we, I, I don't think it's a very hard speculation. I'm going to throw that out there. Although, uh, I will say, <clears throat> Rupert's little um, monologue... <coughs> oh, man, excuse me. Whoa. That seal's back. <laughs> yep. <laughs> the seal came what? back for his second episode. Two weeks in a row, guys. Who knew? <laughs> um, Rupert's monologue at the end after he got... Um, voted out. Oh. He could not have been more dramatic. That was heartbreaking. He, I didn't watch that. What oh happened? Oh my gosh. He said, what did he say at the end? I guess my dreams are just crushed. He was something. like, he was like, I'm always trying to fit in, but I never do. Yeah. Like, you know, I, I can never, I'll never be able to achieve my dreams. Like something like, like it was so dramatic. It was very dramatic. And I think I'm obviously like he was feeling that that's real, but he, he was very upset. Very blindsided. Hmm. Very, very hashtag blindsided. Hashtag blindsided. Man, <laughs> yeah, we're in a pre-hashtag world for Survivor 2. This is in true. 2003. Right. That's right. There was no trending happening. Nah. Nothing trended. Yeah. Nope. It's, it's like that old proverb. If Rupert gets voted out of a tribe and no one tweets about it, did it really happen? Yeah. No. <laughs> People are still wondering about that to this day. We're here to go deep and figure it out. Deep. Deep. <laughs> <laughs> uh. 
Oh my goodness. The big news here for our podcast is with the passing of Rupert here, uh, the Lancaster tribe loses their highest scoring member. Um, perhaps opening the door here for these other tribes. This is the worst uh, thing to ever happen. Ever. Yeah, how'd you feel about this? I, so, I'll say, early on in this episode, I knew it was coming. I just, like, watching everyone's scheme, I was like, I know Rupert's gonna go. But man, does this suck. Because it's not only that I'm losing Rupert here, but I also have Sandra on my team, who is a core mm. member of the Rupert Sandra Krista Alliance. So she's going to go really soon. And then I have Tawana, who is a low member of the new team that's in charge. And I just like I, I, I saw this happen. And as soon as it started happening, I was like, this is my entire fantasy survivor game gone <laughs> right here. This is the moment it all falls apart. My commanding lead hey. is gone. <laughs> don't forget about don't forget about T. See, I the thing is, like, I have her, but Emily, Team Lil John, is sitting over here with 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 John and and Lillian. Lil Sebastian is what I have written yeah. on my sheet. Um, nice. So I, I, those two people are going to go farther. At, at least one of them is going to go farther than either Sandra or T. And then Jameis Winston, Scott's team, is sitting with Burton and Krista, who, like, he's probably going to lose Krista pretty soon. But at this point, if I had to say who's going to win this game, it's Burton. Burton has won this game. Mm. That's right, son. Big, big, big episode from Burton. Scott's son, apparently. I think this is it. I think this is the moment, (laughs) the moment that Burton wins the entire game. (laughs) I knew so I, I can't get gun. over the. That's my son. <laughs> I said that's right, son. Oh, I thought you said that's my son. Like, but no. it's your son. <laughs> that's amazing. I well, wish you said that's my son. That's funnier. <laughs> Burton is roughly eighteen years old. Eighteen years older than me. <laughs> when this is coming on. <laughs> That's my son. <laughs> well, before we go deeper into this episode, um, let's all just take a moment of silence and remember the great exploits of Rupert in this season of Survivor. I was really hoping for some kind of like montage that you would start playing, but I realized quickly that that wasn't what was going to happen. You're really disrupting my moment of silence. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I just, uh, I was really, ho- I don't know. Here, I'll I mute the mic. Just... You me. <laughs> <laughs> Who would have made such a cry. moment? <laughs> Why did you cry? <laughs> Thank you. My disappointment outweighed my respect. (laughs) 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 The Emily Nelson story. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this has been this was my favorite episode of this season so far. Uh, A really tightly edited story. It really feels like the death arc of Rupert the whole way. Mm-hmm. Um, a really satisfying finishing episode for him. You get this, the biggest strategic play, I think, of the season so far, where Burton and John band together to swing at and take out the game's power player, really changing the whole look of the game. The tribal lines are kind of all done for. It's a new game in that sense. Um, yeah, this is was a really great episode, and I'm excited to talk through it with you guys. What are your your biggest, uh, your favorite moments or favorite elements of this episode? Everything's just so overshadowed by the death of that lizard. I have to kind of separate <laughs> myself from that. Well, let's talk about that lizard. Okay. <laughs> there was, if you haven't seen this episode or haven't seen it recently, for like an entire, you know, uh, commercial it like from commercial to commercial that entire segment 
every like transition was dotted with the progression of footage of a snake eating a large lizard. And it was disgusting. <laughs> and you saw all of it. They did not cut away. It was really gross. No. <laughs> yeah. Well, and we... Yeah, I was sitting alone on my couch watching it and going like, oh. <laughs> we went from start to finish of um, the snake is biting the lizard and the lizard is still alive, which I did not appreciate. And then it yep. went into like, oh, the snake is unhinging its jaw to prepare to eat the lizard. And yep. then it was, we watched the lizard slowly slither down the snake's gullet. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it was truly horrifying. I cannot believe because I know I watched this season with my parents and I have always loved animals yeah. and I was very sensitive about animals when I was little. And I am shocked that that was not seared into my brain. Mm. <laughs> it was bad. Yeah, I'll take a hard pass going forward on this footage of a snake eating a lizard. Don't need to yeah. see that ever again. Yeah. It was so gross, but also a great metaphor. Yep. But for what just was happening. too much. And that was like, you, you knew, you know that there was someone in the editing room just going like, this is a perfect metaphor. And some producer yeah. going, no, we can't show this for five minutes. It's a family show. And someone just fighting against that and finally getting the edit that they wanted into the final cut. Yeah. Who are you? Show your face. We want names. <laughs> Why did you do this? <laughs> Another great element of what, how like tight of a, a cohesive episode this was, though, because it really is, yeah, a great metaphor. Rupert is, of course, the lizard being eaten by John the Snake. Mm -hmm. I don't think in it's this, in this metaphor. I mean, I, I think to a degree we can say it's John. It's Burton, though. Burton is the one who mass. I mean, Rhino masterminded this whole takeover, but Burton is the one who executed. Like, John is a key component to it. but Big episode for Bert. But, but I, I, I think that's, that's the real thing here, is I think it's really easy to accredit this to John in some way, shape, or form, but he's not the mastermind. And so this whole thing of, you know, Johnny Fairplay is always playing all the angles and he's doing this, doing that. And even there were talking headpieces with him where he's like, you know, yeah, you know, I, I'm not afraid to take risks or to take take opportunities or whatever it wasn't his idea he's not that smart of a like he's a smart player and that he took the opportunity he's not a smart player and that he fabricated the entire coup that's fair i think there is credit due to john though for being the first person that's really a part of that drake alliance featuring rupert to say all right i'm gonna break from that's this true. hmm no one else did that. The thing is, he's, you know? he's the lowest man on that totem pole, though. Yeah, it made sense. So it, it totally makes sense. I think it's a great play for him. But I just, I don't know. He he portrays himself as like, oh, I'm this master strate strategician or whatever. Strate strategist? Strategist. That's yeah, the so word. There it is. statistics, too. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he, he has this whole like idea of, like, I'm a master strategist, that he has been talking himself up as this entire season and he took an opportunity like it's a smart play it's a it's a good play for him i will give him that i don't feel like he's that great of a strategist though well and i don't know if he was just in the right place at the right time being kind of the lowest person in that alliance with rupert or if he decided that he wasn't going to gain anything in that alliance and just decided to kind of distance himself and be open for other opportunities. So maybe I'm giving him too much credit there. But again, like we don't really see everything, so it's a possibility. Yeah, I came away with this with more, uh, I guess, kudos to John than you guys do. I thought that, yeah, Burton played a huge role in it too, but I was thinking too, like, man, this is a great episode for John too to really kind of reestablish himself at the top of what's going on. Scott, what do you think Into, about all this? Because yeah. I, I, like Emily and I have weighed in, but well, obviously, I'm gonna be pro whatever Burton does because <laughs> he's your son. That's my that's my son. No. He's your son. Um, <laughs> no, I 
I initially kind of was more leaning towards kudos to John, actually, because it seemed like, I mean, it seemed like both of them were equally in play there, but it's easier to say like, oh, of course Burton's going to do that because he is the whole time, he's kind of just knowing how his path is taken throughout the game. John has been like with them the entire time. So it's, in my opinion, it's good on him for being kind of cognizant enough to say, okay, I am not going to break the top three of this group. I got to make a move and then, you know, orchestrating it with Burton to do that. So I was kind of more kudos John on that one out. But obviously Burton's my dude. So <laughs> it was a, it was a group play. Um, and it was good on both of them to, to do this now. This was good timing. I think it to was, make the swing. It's a group. great play. Like don't, yeah. don't let, you know, don't let me discourage that. That it was it was the play to make at this moment. Like Yeah. But also like like we we kind of mentioned it last episode, like so often we have these groups of people and they don't really ever do anything. Like even though you you might know like, okay, I'm not in that top whatever, I'm still gonna ride it out to the end. But I'm I'm just happy that we saw enough like enough strategy and foresight to for these guys to say you know, that three, that group of three is locked in tight. We got to do something to, or else we're not going to win the game. So it was good to see that. Yeah. Great move. Great TV. Uh, sad to lose Rupert, but the right move um, game-wise. So let's go through and hit some of these big moments a little bit more in depth here. Uh, did want to say Pelican Pete back. Pelican Pete. <laughs> We didn't get a lot of Pelican Pete, but he back. <laughs> <laughs> Someone mentioned feeding the birds. You got a nice Pelican Pete shot. I'm glad he's here. That's true. Maybe it's um, Rhino in spirit. Mm, he, his spirit has I can, overtaken I can see all the bird. symbolism. <laughs> Rhino yeah. spirit animal, Pelican Watching Pete. over. Yeah. Watching over the tribe. Um, perhaps even more rare than Pelican Pete on this show is Dara. And we got a confessional <laughs> from her uh, early in this episode. And it was bad. It was not good. <laughs> no, it was like, you know, I just got to, you know, do everything I can. And if they say they're going to go after a big target, like I'll come along with that. She even like good when, stuff, Dara. Thanks. When they were when they were like strategizing the whole we're going to overthrow Rupert thing. She was like, yep. oh, yeah, I'll play it off. Like, you know, if they're, they're like, well, Dara's gone. I'll just be like, well, OK, like, yeah. What a horrible, dumb thing to do. Right? <laughs> it's like, well, you know, if this doesn't work out, it'll be me. That's okay. So I'm not going to make like, a play no, for get those, it. Get <laughs> that off of you. Say like, no, put him on T or something. Yeah. Uh, but she was, she, was she purple, though? She was a she was a, just, I guess, a lighter shade of purple. We have time. to count how okay. many Lavender. more talking heads she has before she's gone. Before mm-hmm. we can truly declare her a purple edit, because now she is a part of the majority alliance again, which means yeah. she could be a big player in this. Yeah. But also, I don't think she will be at all. <laughs> yeah. Um, at the uh, reward challenge, this was the pirate ship obstacle course one. What'd you guys think about that? Um, painful. Looked so painful. Saw. I was scared for Lil's safety. Yes, I was really afraid that someone was going to, like, break their face because they had to climb a bunch of ropes and swing across a bunch of ropes, and people were just flailing around. They were falling down. They had to bleep out a bunch of junk, and <laughs> I just thought it was a hot mess. I was going to say that the bells weren't the only ding-dings in this challenge. Oh, wow, good one. <laughs> Boom. which the bells were so dumb because it was like they were showing how to play the game it's like climb up this rope and then ding this little bell and then keep climbing you know like it was just really kind of (laughs) stupid yeah i did love i think there was a, a moment when you know rupert exposed himself a little bit and jeff was like rupert Showing more of himself than we really care to see. (laughs) (laughs) Or something along those lines. Oh, Jeff. (laughs) What a man. So Burton and Lil win this one, the unlikely pair once again. Um, But Bert gives his reward to John 
allowing John to go on the boat and work his magic, so to speak, on Lil and try and woo her over to their cause. Which... To vote out Rupert, which we saw her having a lot of qualms about. Yes. And also, uh, Rupert and Burton had a conversation that uh, they're... That, that, that Burton, if Burton won, he was going to give it to Rupert. Yeah, thanks for pointing that out because you didn't see it the first yeah, time. Yeah, we had to go back because Emily was like, he said that, and I was like, did he? And we circle back and like it's a conversation that those two have that Burton <laughs> is going to give it to Rupert if he wins and he doesn't yeah which is why Rupert that should be a red flag to Rupert real upset yeah I had a raised eyebrow there when that happened yeah my question though is why did Lil immediately say she wasn't giving up the challenge like I'm not sure did she think through that at all or like that she wasn't going to give up the reward yeah, yeah sorry that's what I meant the reward Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they talk about it a little bit leading up to it. Lil feels a lot of guilt for not giving it up to Rupert. Right. Because she's like, oh, Rupert would actually catch us fish. I'm not going to do that. And then uh, <laughs> this was really funny. John was like, well, thank thank God that you didn't do that. And Lil's like, no, don't bring God <laughs> <Yeah>. into this. <laughs> <laughs> felt bad for John's she was like, what the heck, man? <laughs> yeah. It was really funny. I think it was, you know, and this was another like a moment when we talk about editing a lot leading into that, too. You kind of got the sentimental, sympathetic edit for Lil. You want, you know, they want you to feel bad for her. She's talking about like, you know, I don't get to go on a lot of vacations like this. This is the only time I get to do this sort of thing. You get like the sad piano music. So we're we're wanted. They they want us to look at that and say, like. Oh, well, you know, it's good that Lil got to go, even if it may hurt her tribe. You know, there's no ill will there, right? Yeah, I I don't think that she even thought about the ramifications of that. I think she was just literally like, I want to go and do this, so I'm going to go do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, she earned it. I she won the right. reward. Yeah. Yeah, I don't understand this like pressure. Like we got to give up the reward. Like they won. Why does? Yeah. Why are we yeah. Mad? This isn't a thing in other episodes of Survivor, is it? Like I feel like. Yeah. Is this normal? Yeah. Um. I wouldn't say it's like common, but it's also not rare. Hmm. You know. Is that part it of your point system? Like, if we talk about the winner of a if challenge, you, but if they give it up, does that person get points? The person who wins, it gets the point. So if they give up their award, it they still receive the okay. point. So in this case, uh, Burton and Lil get points for the individual reward. We should add a Even, quarter uh, sorry, of a sorry. point for yeah, going on a reward. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they didn't earn it. I guess they had the social capital that led them exactly. to Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So John doesn't get a point for going on this reward. Right. Um, because he didn't win it. Yeah, I like Lil had no reason to give up that reward like she doesn't owe anyone. And Burton said he was going to give it to Rupert. So there's no reason for her to be like, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I should have given it to Rupert like her in, in her mind. Rupert was going to go. Yeah, it turned out being pretty essential to this plan, though, that John got to work on Lil a little bit, I think. You saw how conflicted Lil was. Maybe mm-hmm. if, you know, if John's not on that boat with her pitching this uh, plan to her, maybe she has second thoughts and ends up sticking with Rupert, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We've talked a lot about John and Bert, about Bert specifically. What are your guys' thoughts on John's play this episode? Is this a good episode for John? I think John went from... A number four finish to a likely number two finish. Interesting. So with Rupert, uh, Krista, and Sandra, those three are definitely going to go top three. John is number four. Like, he he tried mm. to vote out Rupert. He's not going to crack the top three with them. Burton. So you would, you're putting him two next to Burton right now? I think so. I think I think there's a chance Burton, like, does something honorable and like tries to get Lil into the final with him. But I think if he does that, it's mostly because he thinks he can beat her in the final. 
Whereas John actually has an yeah. argument for, I deserve a million dollars because I outplayed these people. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, I think John, I mean, at the very least, John looked at this and said, hey, I'm moving up one spot. That's a spot closer to the final two. Yeah. Maybe in three days I can make a play that'll put me in the top two. Mm-hmm. Well, and the thing is, too, with John, like if they if they were to look at who has screwed over the most people, like the worst, I think Rupert would be more upset with Burton and less upset with John, maybe. Would mm-hmm. anyone agree with that? Well, no, that's interesting because now we're talking about the jury. Yeah. Jury votes. Yeah. Yep. Because we have Rhino and we have Which Rupert. Which is an important thing to think about here now is right. like each one of those people you vote out is a vote that, you know, potentially gives you or keeps you from winning. Uh, the way that you vote people out and who you're putting on the jury is really important in the end game for a survivor player, you know. So again, not just who you're putting on there, but in the way that you're putting mm-hmm. them there. Right. So let's let's assume Burton and John are our final two, like I'm saying it's going to be. And we have Rhino and Rupert so far. How do you think those two people vote? Mm. Does Rupert and Rhino vote for John or Burton? What do y'all think? I just, based on how upset uh, Rupert was when he left this episode, I feel like he's definitely going to feel like he was betrayed by Burton and that will stick with him. So I definitely think he would vote for John over Burton. I don't know about Rhino, Uh, though. Yeah, I kind of agree there. I think that there's an argument to be made that uh, Rupert Rupert can see it as John was the one that turned Lillian against him. I hmm. guess that's true, too. Because he really did trust Lil. When she came back and he was like, what'd you talk about? She's like, nothing. We're all friends. And Lil and John were the ones yeah. that were on the reward. Yeah. Right. So while Byrne may have masterminded, John was the one that betrayed him at the end of the day. True. But if Burton would have given the reward to Rupert and not John, then he wouldn't have got to Lil. And I'm just no, I think that's that's a, Adam's like nodding along. No, lot. but that's a valid thing to say too because Rupert was betrayed by Burton first by not getting the reward from him. So who does Rhino vote for? Does Rhino vote for John or Burton in that scenario? I don't know. I think he hates John, and so he'd, like, respect Burton's move. (laughs) Possible. Yeah, I don't know. seems personality-wise that Rhino would be more likely to give Burton the million dollars than John. Yeah. I don't know. It just depends on what kind of juror you are. Are you a super spiteful juror, or are you kind of, like, a more mature, like, I'm going to vote for who played the best game kind of juror? Right. Yeah. well, and that's Rupert's... And what you deem as the best game, you know? Is the best strategic conniving game the best game? Or is the best, like, commanding physical game the best game? That's what makes Survivor so good, is that you get to decide what the best game is. Well, that's, I'm, I'm so curious as to how Rupert votes on the jury. Because his... So Rupert's biggest strength was his loyalty, which also turns out to be his biggest weakness in this game. Hmm. And so on the jury, how does that play out? He was so dependent on or or so sure that loyalty would see him through. How does he vote for people who betrayed him? That's a great question that we can only answer (laughs) at the series finale. We're only, what, like four episodes away from the finale? I believe yeah. so. Wow. We're getting there. Heck this yeah. is a good episode. <laughs> yeah, it's a great I episode. Like uh, we've talked about this a little bit already, but after everything that goes on tonight, who do you think is in the best spot at this point to make it to the end and com- give the best case before the jury? Hmm. Burden. I would say I've been saying it for 40 minutes now. Burton is my choice for the winner of this game. I think this week made his move to be the winner. Yeah, I would. It at least puts him. It at least puts him at the top for now. 
he has went from like the outhouse to now he is running running the game. Well, and he's but he's such a strong individual quickly. immunity player too. Like it wouldn't surprise yep. me if Burton wins out individual immunity from here on out. Yeah, there's only like three or four left. And like who's who who can compete with him physically? No one. He's a good puzzle person. I just like yeah. That's how I want people to describe me. Though. She's a good puzzle person. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Oh. My only fear with Burton is he maybe now he's like the top target. So like if he slips up once, like yeah, that's true. That's it. Yeah. But that's why Survivor's so fun. <laughs> Emily, um, a survivor named Debbie, who's been in a couple seasons, did once famously say, puzzles lay down like lovers before me. What? What? (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. Great survivor quote. That is the greatest thing I've ever heard in my life. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Was she, was was Debbie on Survivor Kageyan? No, she was in... Korong, I think. Okay. I believe she was in, yeah, she was in Korong and Game Changers. Okay, yeah, that's right. That's awesome. Yeah. I think you watched Korong with. I can't wait till that episode. Yeah. When do we, when do we do Korong? Not for a long, long, long time. Oh, man, yeah. It's not a great. Korong, it is. Oh, it's not even Robert. Not a great season. No. It's a newer one. It's 24. We start at four. It's 20. We're, uh, we got to get through 20 seasons. Oh, before we. yeah. <laughs> the rate we're going, like, it'll be a while. Yeah. It'll be years. <laughs> we're going to have a new Trump, a new president. A new Trump. A new Trump. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what I meant to say. <laughs> oh, man. Freudian Trump. Before he gets out of office, he's going to change the office yeah. of president to just be called Trump. It's, it's the Trump. The 48th Thank you, Mr. Trump. Trump of the United oh, States. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, we don't we, we don't like to get political here on Outwatch, so we're, we're sorry right. about that. The only politics we Unless, care about are about the game. Heck yeah. <laughs> um, I wanted to say, too, this was a really, really bad episode for Sandra. Oh, it was. Between spying on them, which at first I'm like, yeah, get them. And then immediately having confessional later, like saying, I don't think they're really up to anything. Yeah, she was genuinely shocked. Uh, Yeah, and being so shocked, she had the full potential to snuff this thing out because she caught them. Yeah. And she just, uh, you know, was so comfortable in her place of power that she didn't suspect anything would happen. Well, Rupert's at fault, too, though, because. And Rupert, too. I was going to ask the next question. Who is this like more credit to John and Burton or more discredit to Sandra and Rupert? Like, did John and Burton win or did Sandra and Rupert lose? I personally, I think they lost because. I think, honestly, like, since the beginning, they have been so in power, like, the Drake tribe, that they, I think it just went to their head. And they honestly, I don't think they honestly thought, like, anybody in their group was going to, like, flip. And it's like, there's this big game going on outside of them, and they didn't, like, even really care, it seemed like. Yeah, they've never been on the defense in this game. I tend to agree with that. I think it would take so little to at least get Lil back to their side. I think all that would take is Rupert saying, Lil, you're going to swap on me? We're buddies. I talk to you every morning for hours. How could you do this to me? She'd become a wreck, and then she would swap back, and now you're at least at a tie. Yeah. Uh, and all you'd have to do then is say, hey, Burton, dude, we know what you're doing. It's a tie now. Do you really want to go to rocks? Come back with us. We're going to vote John out instead, you know, or you can do that to anyone else at that point. I don't think it would have taken a whole lot for them to stop this thing if they were, you know, attentive enough to what was going on. I I'm inclined to agree with you, but at the same time, I think Burton is a smart enough player to realize that he is low 
on a three-person alliance totem pole. I, it, I, I just don't think... I think your best case scenario here is that you have T, Dara, John, and Burton voting for Rupert, and you have Lil, Rupert, Krista, and Sandra voting for John, let's say. Mm-hmm. And so I think your best case scenario is a 4-4 tie. Yeah, I think it was a good move in the right time to make it. I just think it could have been stopped. Yeah, I don't know. It's a, I, I definitely think Lil could have been... Like, Lil being persuaded was definitely... You, you could have persuaded from back. Definitely mm-hmm. could have done that. At the very least, that one. I don't know. I I After this episode, I just have this mentality that Burton is a much smarter player than I ever gave him credit for. Yeah. And it's like, it's a, it was a tough move that John and Burton pulled off of getting those other three together at that right time, mm-hmm. telling them the plan that early in the cycle and getting them to all keep it quiet the whole yeah. time. That's pretty yeah. rare that, you know, they put that in motion before even the reward challenge and no one spills the beans about it, either intentionally or accidentally, between then and the tribal. I think part of that is uh, T and uh, Dara are just such, like, they're not great strategists in this game. Like, they didn't, they haven't made a move. I, I'm trying to even think the last time I saw both of them move like do something to vote someone out yeah you get the sense too that they're not really like close relationally with much of anyone there so they're probably not having many conversations where they could accidentally let it slip right i I think they're just kind of they're they're almost resigned to their fate in a lot of ways you know like they were looking at well andrew is in charge so like we're gonna follow andrew and then he was gone Mm -hmm. and you were left with uh, a rhino and you know yeah and now he's gone and so i think I don't know. I, I think if Burton or John hadn't approached them, I'm really curious if they would have done anything at all. Anything else we're missing from this really masterful episode? Uh, I really like the immunity challenge. Say that. That was the, the, the killer dark game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I thought that was fun. That was like there was a learning curve to it for sure. But it was. I don't know. I feel like everyone had a chance, even if. Some people were really bad at it. Um, You're a, seem to be a fan of the projectile. I do. Based Anytime you get to shoot something at something else, <laughs> you got my vote. Uh, yeah, uh, Burton really just ran rough shot on that yeah. one. Really wasn't close at well, all. Well, it doesn't help that Sandra took out Rupert. I know. Oh yeah, that was what we were missing. <laughs> if if that hadn't happened, on accident, Rupert could have potentially fought his way into that game still, yep. but. Yeah, I was pretty shocked when that happened. All right, well, let's um, take a look at the scores after this episode. And man, things have really evened out after a rough episode for the Lancaster tribe uh, and strong episodes from the other two tribes. Hey-o. So it's really depressing, guys. Uh, real depressing. For you. <laughs> <laughs> two points for individual immunity go to Burton on this one. Um, a single point for individual reward go to both Burton and Lil here. <laughs> and then uh, everybody except for Rupert is going to get a half point for not getting voted out and still being in the game. And then everybody except for Rupert, Sandra, and Krista are going to get a half point for voting correctly. Also... This is the other reason Sandra had a bad episode. Sorry, I forgot to mention this. She put her vote on John. Oh, yeah. Which would have, man, imagine how foolish that would look. It doesn't really matter here. But imagine if they had swung Lil over and it was now four votes on on Rupert, three votes on the actual target and one vote on John because Sandra was so, uh, uh, I don't know, petty that she didn't actually put her vote on the right person. I was wondering if voted for him. That's funny. It was Sandra. I, yeah, yeah. And, and I'm really confused by the, like, the reason for that. Like, did they... I, I think it's just sheer emotion. Yeah. That was dumb. She probably shot, thought that she was fine. 
So she could and just throw away her vote. vote. Yeah. Yeah. Or she wasn't thinking at all. I don't know. We do give a lot but of credit, anyway. to, credit to it. Yeah. She can get loud, uh, too. So she can get loud, too. <laughs> We're all very aware. <laughs> um, so at this point, um, in third place uh, after this week is Tribe Lil John at 21 after gaining a point from John and two from Michelle. In second place, starting to close the gap a little bit, with 25 is Jameis Winston, half a point for Krista, and four whopping points for Burton. Big episode for Bert. That's my son. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Still leading, but by a slimmer margin, with 26 and a half points, is the Lancaster tribe. Just a half point from Sandra and a full point from T. This was the worst. So the, the, <laughs> a rough a rough episode. First place. Went from gaining six points last episode to just one and a half this one. Yeah. This was this was rough. It's anyone's game. Uh, every tribe has two members that? left. We're down to just six people. No, sorry, seven people, because Dara's on no one's tribe. <laughs> Perhaps <laughs> fittingly. <laughs> I think I took only seven. I think I took Trish over her, and I feel like that was a mistake. Yeah. Only uh, a few episodes left here. Only seven survivors left. We're getting down to the end game here, um, and things are really heating up. So you'll want to stick with us here on Outwatch. Next time on Outwatch, we'll talk through the eleventh episode of Pearl Islands as we finish our inevitable trek towards the conclusion of this season. So you should subscribe to us on Apple or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts and uh, follow us on Twitter. We're at Outwatch Podcast. Um, You know, who knows what we'll be doing on there nowadays, but it's a good follow nonetheless, (laughs) just in case, you know, you don't want to miss the the nuggets of survivor goodness that come out of there. Um, And we are currently working on some fun thing to do, some way to mix it up for our podcast of the finale of this episode which is coming in three short episodes. We've got episode 11, 12, 13, and then the finale. So I think it's... You won't want to miss that. I think that. it's canon that we get buffalo chicken pizza now, though. <laughs> I don't even want to think about that for a while. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you'll want to follow and subscribe. That way you don't miss anything, especially our finale episode. So... Thanks for listening, and we will see you next time.